Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So, uh, folks, we had another incident in Atlanta. You probably heard about it, a police use of force incident. It was uh, deadly in Atlanta in response to a resistant subject who had assaulted them. Misinformation and disinformation is now everywhere again. I swear to you, there are people out there in the media and elsewhere who are committed to one thing and one thing only, and that is solely to exacerbate racial tensions in this country. It is an anti-American agenda. It's an anti-freedom agenda. It's an anti-justice agenda, and it's really pathetic. I've got a lot to get to today. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Keep your data online free of those prying eyes, folks. Get a VPN today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Hey, man. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Hey, happy Monday. I spoken to you this weekend. Yeah. It's always good to be back on Monday. We got a lot to cover. (laughs) I got that. I've got some information on the lockdowns I hope to get to. And some just... What I think, Joe, is you probably got to saw it. I got to see it. Excuse me. What I mm-hmm. think, if you wait to the end of the show, I'm not trying to tease it, but is the video of the year ramen noodles guy, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> de- 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 yeah. yeah. Video of the year on a lighter note, because I don't want to bet. Be a, but uh, we got a lot of serious stuff. To Let's Good go right kicker, to it. Show brought to you by a friend. Yeah, I know you love it. I Paula loved it too. If some of you seen it, know what I'm talking yeah. about. Stay yeah. tuned. Bravo Company Manufacturing, a BCM for sure. What do they do? They build a professional grade firearm, which is built to combat standards. That's exactly what they do. BCM believes the same level of protection should be provided to our law enforcement professionals, our military, and also citizens. God forbid someone's coming to do you harm and it's not a paper target. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a sporting rifle, this isn't your company. Oh my gosh, don't tell you what it isn't. That's not what you're doing. It's not, in this case, it's important. Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM, they don't build sporting rifles. That's not what they build. They build life-saving equipment, hand-assembled, tested by Americans in Heartland, Wisconsin, and built to a life-saving standard because they understand BCM that they put people before products and they feel it's their moral responsibility as Americans to build their products because if it's not a paper target coming at you one day, God forbid, that equipment has to function, function well, be on target every time. I have two BCM rifles. I can't recommend them highly enough. BCM makes reliable, life-saving equipment. Ladies and gentlemen, go check out their products now. Go to Bravo Company M, like Mary, F like Frank, G like George.com. Bravo Company MFG.com. You can discover more about their firearms, their products, special offers, and upcoming news. Go today. BravoCompanyMFG.com. Need more convincing? Check out their YouTube channel. Find out what BCM's up to and the awesome people who make their life-saving products. Best firearms in the business. YouTube.com slash BravoCompanyUSA. Go today. All right, Joe, let's go. Little slow on the uh, on the dad. Just, just throwing that yeah, out there. I'm getting uh, old, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know. All right. So, um, a very um, very serious situation this yeah. weekend. I've been on Fox yes. all weekend covering it. We've had another use of force incident by police officers uh, uh, down in Atlanta. Now, I'm going to play this first, and I'm going to get to a Washington Examiner article, and then I'm going to play some other video. Now, for our audio listeners, I'm going to talk through it through our video uh, viewers on youtube.com slash Bongino. That's our video channel. If you'd like to check it out, it is, of course, free. You can just subscribe, and we'll notify you when the videos go live. Um, let's play this first. This is kind of silent, but this is some video taken from a Wendy's. It was an incident in Atlanta. A Wendy's calls 911 because a subject, Rashard Brooks, had fallen asleep behind the wheel of his car. Police officers confront him. He appears intoxicated. He then attacks the police officer, steals their taser, runs away. As you can see in this video, as he's running away, 
He points the taser he just stole from the police officers he assaulted, fires the taser at point blank range. The police officer then engages with his firearm, uh, fires, I believe, twice. Uh, uh, Mr. Richard, uh, Mr. Richard Brooks uh, tragically died. I don't wish death on anyone for any reason, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, unfortunately, sometimes in these use of force scenarios, these things and these tragedies do happen. Now, as you can see from that video, yes, Richard Brooks is running away. As you can also see from that video, if you're if this is a big if in the media environment now, because, again, media folks out there are committed to racial division and anti-police rhetoric. So if you're interested in the facts, as Mr. Brooks is running away, he turns towards the officer, turns to face him with the taser he just stole and fires it at him at point blank range. Again, if you're being intellectually honest, you'll mention that. If not, you'll just say, well, he was running away and was essentially a fleeing felon. Folks, before we get to the Washington Examiner article, the absurd response by the district attorney in the county there, in Atlanta, the county that uh, oversees that, uh, the Atlanta PD, the absurd response, by, and what happened before, because what happened before matters too. You are not running away if you are turning to engage in a deadly force scenario to face that officer. Do you understand that? Again, I'm not talking to my listeners that are interested in facts. I'm talking to the liberal narrative machines out there interested in selling you an anti-cop narrative. Debate police use of force all day. We should do that. It's a fair and just society. We give police officers a lot of responsibility with that responsibility is always going to come scrutiny. And most cops understand that. But being intellectually dishonest and su suggesting this was a fleeing felon and leaving out the fact that he turned Mr. Brooks to engage this police officer in a potential serious physical injury or death scenario, a taser at point blank range to the police officer's face and firing it is unbelievably intellectually dishonest. And you're either doing disinformation or misinformation. You're not getting away with that here. Outrageously, in a decision I, I, I cannot believe will result in anything other than a catastrophe for the Atlanta Police Department and others. See this Washington Examiner story. The local district attorney, the mayor, fired the police officer right away. No due process for the police officer at all. Keep in mind, Wendy's called 911 to get the police there. The cops just didn't randomly show up there, the two police officers. Mm -hmm. Washington Examiner. Carlin Becker, story in the show notes today. District attorney weighing murder charge against Atlanta police officer who shot Rashard Brooks? What? Are you insane? A murder charge. Oh, it gets worse. Let's dig into this piece to show you how outrageous and absurd we've now gotten as a country. We're in a country now where a... a uh, a, a violent far-left group has taken over a portion of a major American city in Seattle. If you, God forbid, suggest that every life matters and all lives matter, you're considered a racist. By the way, a central tenet of the civil rights movement of the 60s, that all lives matter equally, is now making you the racist. Unbelievable. And we're now in a city where a police officer who engages a subject who just beat the snot out of two of them was, was alleged to be drunk sleeping in a car in a drive-thru, blocking the, blocking the drive-thru in response to a 911 call and who turns the taser and fires it point blank at the police officer who just stole it from is now being charged for murder. The world is upside down.
And as I said on Friday in one of our most listened to shows ever, this fight is coming to your door right now. You better make a decision real quick. Are you on the side of law and order, justice and due process, or are you on the side of the left and the mainstream liberal media on the side of chaos, racial division, and street justice? They burn the Wendy's down. The same Wendy's victimized by Mr. Brooks, who was sleeping in their drive-thru lane in his vehicle, allegedly intoxicated so they couldn't conduct any business, dares to call the police, dares, I'm using air quotes, and then was burned down their location afterwards by protesters. Otherwise known by sane people as rioters. This is insane. This is insane. The question isn't any longer, ladies and gentlemen, is it insane? As I'll get to next with the Trump rallies versus the protests and riots. The question now is, what are you going to do about it? It's not, is this insane anymore? We already know that. From the Washington Examiner piece, this is outrageous. The district attorney, Howard, explained that there are several charges being considered, including murder, felony murder, and involuntary manslaughter against a police officer. Is this real? Are we on planet Earth? He says, quote, there are three charges relevant. One would be a murder charge. That charge is a charge that's directly related to an intent to kill. An intent to kill? Is this guy... A psychopathological? The second charge is felony murder. That's a charge that involves a death that comes as a result of a commission of an underlying felony. What was the underlying felony? The police officer responding to a 911 call? The police officer taking a punch from this guy? In this case, that underlying felony would be aggravated assault? The cop was being assaulted by the bad guy. Do you understand this? This lunatic yeah. district attorney? He's suggesting the cop who was being, who was the subject of a felony assault by Mr. Brooks, who was punching him in the face and trying to take his weapons, that the cop, the underlying felony the cop committed, the police officer, is aggravated assault? Um, I guess in psychopathological land, this makes just perfect sense. Let's go to takeaway number two. You may be saying, hey, he said there'd be three charges. This is the district attorney, this nutbag. The only other charge that might make any sense at all would be some voluntary manslaughter charge. But I believe in this instance, what we'd have to choose between, if there is a choice to be made, is between murder and felony murder, he added. This is unbelievable. Let me tell you something right now. This is a dire warning for everyone listening to this show. Move out of these locations with these political district attorneys and these liberal lunatics stat. I am not kidding. I get a lot of emails. Dan, don't say that. I live in California. I live in these liberal cities with these liberal mayors. My business is there. I totally get it. My sincere apologies. I really feel bad for you. I moved out. I understand it may be a loss from you. I'm telling you, you are looking at chaos in the near future. I am not kidding. These places have given up on America. The ideas of justice, due process. You're talking about charging a police officer to a newspaper, this district attorney with murder. There's been no investigation, nothing. He's been fired immediately. And the police chief was probably, she resigned. She was pressured into resigning. Over what, by any standard use of force model, was a tragic use of force, yes but an unquestionably legal one. This is chaos.
This is total chaos. I cannot believe we're living through. I really cannot believe this. Again, the question now is only what are you going to do? You have got to get out of these places, folks. I am very sorry. Go to a place where due process matters, where the law matters, where your property rights matter, and where your politicians aren't complete sociopaths. I'm begging you. I know it's hard. I had to do it too. I had to uproot my whole family. Please get out of these places. Now, you may say, you haven't played the other video yet. No, I wanted to give you the worst case scenario first. I wanted to show you what happened. Then I wanted to explain to you with the video of the shooting where the subject is running away, but is clearly engaging the officer in a serious physical injury or death scenario, aiming his taser he just stole at the officer's face. Making matters worse, Joe had to do some significant editing on here. There's a lot of S-bombs and F-bombs. Here is just a snippet of a video from the body camera uh, on the, or the dash camera of one of the officers as they confronted Mr. Brooks, who they just removed from the car because he was sleeping in his car, alleged to be intoxicated, in the drive through lane of a Wendy's who needed the police and was subsequently burned down because of it. Here's what happened before. I'll talk you through this. Check this out. So here we go. Here the wrestling on the ground. Oh, oh, there's Mr. Brooks grabbing the taser out of the right arm of the officer who's desperately trying to hold on to it because he'll be incapacitated by his own taser. And what happens in a fight? There's a fight goes on. The officer's now on his back. Another officer's now thrown by Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks is now on top of both. Oh, there he goes. He has the taser. There's the punch. There's another punch. There he goes. Now he goes running. Runs away, sprints away. The guy tries to tase him again, and that doesn't work. The rest was oh. the shooting you saw later. That's off camera in this scene here. Hey, bro, we got kids. That background noise is one of the bystanders. Ladies and gentlemen, it's critical you remember in these scenarios. In every single altercation you have with a police officer, there's a gun in every fight. No, Dan. Subjects don't bring guns to every fight. A lot of unarmed people that confront police officers. That's not what I'm saying. Listen to me. That's not what I just said. I said there's a gun in every altercation with a police officer. The police officer's gun. Oh, you didn't think about that? There's a gun in every single scenario you've had with a cop, police officer. Every single one. If you steal his baton and crack him in his skull, rendering him unconscious, and take his firearm, you have engaged in a scenario with obvious threat of serious physical injury or death. If you tase him and incapacitate him and remove his gun and kill him, yes, you have engaged in a scenario as a perpetrator where you could have resulted in that officer's serious physical injury or death. You ignoring that there is a gun at every police interaction is simply foolish or speaks to your own ignorance. Now, there's a lot of confusion here as well. Some of it's deliberate, which I find offensive. You have an issue with this use of force, give that officer his due process and let him be heard. Let him explain if he feared for his life or not. I would. You stick a, fa a taser in my face you just stole from me after you just took on two of us? And got the, got the best in that hand-to-hand -hand, You got away. Let's address some facts now. As I just said, police officers bring a gun to every gunfight, rendering every scenario where a police officer could be incapacitated a deadly use of force scenario. Period. 
second to all the attorneys out there, fake legal analysts, media hacks, liberals, and frankly, some pretend conservatives who want a virtue signal and comment on this thing when you have no idea what you're talking about. Stop lying about how use of force works in police departments across the country if you don't know what you're talking about. Please be quiet. I welcome your comments if they're informed. If you're not informed about the topic, I please, with the greatest of respect, ask you to shut your pie hole. You are not helping. People who say dumb things on Twitter and on television like, well, he was fleeing. He was fleeing. And they tried to tase him again until he turned the taser on them at point blank range and stuck it in their face. Secondly, regarding the use of force, don't forget this portion of the show, folks. Please stop saying on television, if you don't know what you're talking about, that they should just use an equal amount of force. That is not how the use of force continuum in police departments works. As I've said repeatedly, and I cannot say enough, this drives me crazy when people say this on television. Do you understand the ramifications of that stupidity and ignorance? Can only use an equal amount of force. You do? So what you're suggesting to me, just to be clear, is if a subject gets up in a boxing stance, you have to box him. Until what? Until what happens? Until he knocks you out? And then what do you do? So if the subject pulls out your taser, you have to pull out your, that's an equal amount of force. Joe, is there anything I'm saying that sounds wrong here? Equal, right? right Taser, taser. Fist, mm-hmm. fists, it's what equal gotcha. means for the liberals who keep Copy. saying this on television. That's not how use of force works in police departments. You're allowed an equal or superseding amount of force to stop what is happening. In this case, the subject from attacking you. If he goes fisticuffs with you, you are allowed to use your baton. If he pulls out a knife, which is deadly force, folks, for those of you liberals listening and don't understand, knife, heart, knife, carotid, knife, femoral artery, that means death. That is deadly force. You don't have to take out a knife and get into a Bruce Lee knife fight from like the that movie, uh, what was it, Big Boss or something? If the subject takes out nunchucks, you don't have to go to the car and get nunchucks. This isn't game of death. Please stop humiliating yourself and saying stupid things on television. You're confusing everybody. If the subject points a taser at your face, who's not trained to use it at point blank range and discharges it, he has caused you a serious physical injury or potentially death. And yes, you are allowed to engage. Oh my gosh, this is idiotic. It's idiotic. The commentators on this. Let me ask you another question for those Monday morning quarterbacks who swear they know better. Some guy this morning, Paul, thanks for the email. But was a, that was, he was a nice guy. I don't want to mean it's so Paul. But Paul said, I guess he's from overseas. He said, did they have to shoot the bloke? It's not what they had to do, folks. Stop creating a black or white, good or bad scenario. Shooting him bad, not shooting him good. That's not what this was about. This is a bad or worse scenario. There were no good options here. The man is dead. 
It's not a joke. This isn't a movie where the guy gets up and they wipe off the flake blood, fake blood, and he goes home to his kids. The guy was a dad. I don't wish the man dead. As many of you know, I don't even support the death penalty after you've had due process. That bothers a lot of you. That's fine. We have, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. Having said that, there are times in the street where deadly use of force is absolutely warranted. This case is clear cut. It's clear. I don't know what video you watched. And I'll ask you this to the guy who said, did they have to shoot the bloke? Fair question. Again, it's not what they had to, had or didn't have to do. It's what they did. And was it justified? I ask you, how did they even know it was a taser? They say, Dan, that sounds unfair. How did they know it was a taser? They just, they just stole the guy's taser. Folks, again, I'm not suggesting you're not entitled to an opinion on this at all. So please don't take this the wrong way. But I am suggesting as someone who's been there and who's been in that fog of war scenario where a subject turns on you and attacks you when you try to arrest them, I haven't been a uniformed law enforcement officer myself. Folks, you're not thinking clearly. There's a book out there. It's not, I don't have any financial interest in this book whatsoever. It's not mine, but it's by uh, Dave Grossman. It's called On Killing. He was a military officer and he the book is literally about on killing, how killing in combat works and how people get stuck in the red line, that adrenaline, your pupils dilate, your breath is, you're breathing at a, at a, at a, your pulse is through the roof. You're breathing at an increased respiratory rate. You, you, you get adrenaline dumps. You get tunnel vision. If you've been there and you've been attacked or you're a soldier, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A fireman running into a burning building. I don't, mean, I don't even want to limit this to law enforcement or soldiers. You know what I'm talking about. I, be, I would bet you emergency room doctors in really critical situations, they get tunnel vision. All they see is that patient right there, nothing around them. You could be dancing behind them in a Barney the purple dinosaur guy, and they're not going to see you ever. How do you know this guy knew it was a taser? Subject just beat the snot out of him, runs away, turns around and does this. And you're suggesting he had the clarity of thought after engaging in a 20 minute conversation and a fist fight with this guy that he knew it was a taser. Man, wake up. Wake up. Stop talking from a place of inexperience and ignorance and see the world as it is, not as it should be. Nobody want this guy dead. Let me leave this here, this section of the show. Folks, I said this morning on Fox, I was talking to a producer who's very smart, and we were talking about how the temperature's just not coming down anymore. Be mindful of what the media is doing to you, ladies and gentlemen. These liberal media types are stirring division and hatred in you. This is what they're doing. They're not interested in the truth anymore. The narrative is everything. And the narrative right now is Donald Trump is bad, conservatives are racist, and cops suck. And that is it. They are lying to you. The question is, what are you going to do about it? And my recommendation to you is always, always seek legitimate news sources for your information that will give you both sides of a scenario and you, as thinking, sound, sensible adults, make your own rational decisions. Please, please, I'm begging you to do that. All right, I got a lot more to get to, um, including the, just the grotesque hypocrisy of the media on the rallies versus the riots and the protests. It's Again, it's not even a question anymore of are the media fools, phonies, and frauds. The question is, well, what are you going to do about it? 
Ladies and gentlemen, today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a limited time Father's Day offer for our listeners. Their food is delicious. We absolutely adore Omaha Steaks in the house. The only problem with this uh, commercial and advertisement I read here is that it makes my mouth water because we eat Omaha Steaks a lot. And uh, I, Joe always laughs because I can barely get through the ad without swallowing 10 times. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter promo code Bongino into the search bar to save 55% on the gift dad will love. For $79.99, your gift will include four naturally lean, Top sirloins, here we go. Top sirloin steaks, hand-carved and aged at least 21 days for tenderness and flavor. And I'm going to add perfection. You can cut these things with a butter knife. Four premium boneless chicken breasts. Four gourmet jumbo franks and kielbasa sausages. Package of savory all-beef meatballs. Four perfectly brown potatoes au gratin, which my kids love. I don't even get to eat them anymore. Four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets, my mother-in-law's favorite. You also get Omaha Steaks signature seasoning packet. Dad will get all this delicious food, plus the free pound of steak cut bacon. This incredible gift is ready to be shipped straight to your dad's door. Do not wait in times for Father's Day for $79.99. No more ties. Forget the ties. Just get them this. Your dad will love you. The Father's Day gift, send dad the gift he wants. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar to save 55% when you send the summer sizzle pack for $79.99. Get the free steak cut bacon with your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Bongino in the search bar today to order the summer, summer sizzle pack for Father's Day today. Your dad will love you for it. My father's getting one. We got to remember, we got to send one out. We, I saw you take a note last week, Polito. You got to do that. All right. Getting you, you got me over there. You heard that, right? Okay, cool. Did you hear? Did you come in? Did you did that? Did that come off? Joe, did you hear that? Did you hear Paulie in the background say, I got it? Yeah, you did. Okay, yeah, good. Maybe yeah. the audience mm -hmm. sometimes the audience doesn't believe she's actually here. Not kidding. Oh, yeah, she's there. They think I'm making it up that she's there. Like, it's part of like a shtick. It's not a shtick. We run a small shop. I like to keep my costs low <laughs> so we don't have to run. Um, 6,000 commercials and we can give proper attention to the sponsors that you choose to be here and talk to you. Did you notice that? We care about you. We could run 25 commercials during this show. We don't do it. We like our sponsors. We like you to pay close attention to the ones that are here. All right, getting back to the show today. So uh, I'm getting a little tired of this. Uh, I'm a little tired. I'm just kind of done with it. The whole media hypocrisy about the Trump rallies. Ladies and gentlemen, just ignore these idiots in the media. Um, it's it's pathetic. It's gross. Uh, I saw this article in Red States up at the show notes. To get my show notes, go to Bongito.com slash newsletter. Uh, you'll see that goes on my website. You can subscribe to these uh, the show notes every day. The newsletter is the show notes. We'll send you these great articles. Red State, as ticket requests for Trump's Oklahoma rally, which is coming up this Saturday, surpass 800,000. It's actually at a million right now. Panicked liberals widely condemn the super spreader event. Ladies and gentlemen, just flip them off with the double barrel middle finger. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not interested. Nope. Joe, not interested. Not a little bit. I'm, I'm really, really sorry uh, that offends you. If some of you out there, I, I don't care. I'm not interested one bit. When it came down to protests, riots, Antifa, Black Lives Matter rallies, and anything else, the liberals and their media hack activist buddies felt advanced their political, we hate Trump, we don't like the cops, we don't like America agenda anymore. When that came down to it, the media was more than happy to totally ignore the effect of viral transmission at these rallies. Now you have the Trump campaign that's going to have hand-washing stations, face masks. They're going to be optional, but you can certainly wear one. And you're by no means forced to attend when it comes to a political rally for the most important election of our lifetime, where we're getting ready to preserve or lose our freedoms. Now, all of a sudden, Joe, the media is very concerned about coronavirus transmission oh, yeah. at these events. Uh -huh. yeah. Just ignore okay. them. Like me and Joe and Paul, just ignore them. Ignore Bingo. them. But Dan, you don't care about public health. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I care deeply about public health, including my own. I'm also a responsible adult who can make my own decisions. And I know when I see lunacy and I've seen it in the media. Again, it's not that the media is insane. Someone asked on Fox this morning, uh, Sandra Smith, she said, is this a double standard? I love Sandra. Of course. That's not even, I wouldn't even ask those questions anymore. The media has no standards. So Chris Plant, the WMAL, the radio station always says they didn't have double standards. They have no standards at all. They have no standards, the media. I'm simply saying, hey, just ignore them. Show up at that rally if you feel, if, and listen, in all seriousness, like I actually do care about public health. If you're an at-risk group, I would probably stay home. Comorbidities, over 65. Obviously, if you're sick, please don't go. But having said that, you are all grown adults fighting for your freedom. Ignore these idiots. It's not if there's a double standard or not. That's not the question anymore. The question is, what are you going to do about it? And then what are you going to do about it now is you are going to stand up. You are going to show up if you'd like to, and you are going to do it safely. And you are going to do your thing fighting for your freedoms, just like some protesters did in an issue they believed in. And by the way, I did not condemn them for showing up because unlike the left-wing media, we actually have principles on this show. They don't. These are fraudulent, phony, fake clowns. I did not condemn legitimate protesters with the death of Mr. Floyd, which I spoke out against early. I did not condemn them and say, you're taking on the risk of viral trend. Don't go. You have the right to exercise just like the gym owner in New Jersey and everyone else. If you want to take that risk, you go right ahead. I traveled up to D.C. to speak out on police issues that matter to me on Capitol Hill. I knew damn well there was a risk in traveling. I took that on myself. You can do it too. Ignore these people, please. I know it's hard. I know there's a rage building in everyone here that we're being lied to every day by liberal media activists desperate to crush this country as we know it. The only question is, what are you going to do? And the do is to go and find legitimate media sources today. Some of you already have. You're watching this show where we actually care about the truth. All right. I know we've been heavy on the law enforcement stuff the last few weeks, folks, but this is critical. We're at an inflection point in our country. And if we allow this defund the police insanity to continue, if we allow it to continue, we are going to find the country on the other side of this, a far different place. The book burnings already begun overseas. Oh, Dan, no, it hasn't. Really? Did you see that story in England? They're going to decolonize libraries. Look it up. You think I'm kidding? Decolonize libraries. The book burning has already started. We've already seen law and order go out the window. A major American city has now lost its sovereignty as protesters have taken over portions of Seattle. If you were watching this show two years ago, if we could go back in time, you would laugh at this. You'd be like, that crazy Bongino two years from now is going to be talking about liberals taking over a city. Mm -hmm. Not so yeah. funny anymore, is it? Another absolutely ridiculous conversation, dangerous, will get you, people near you, or people you know killed. This is defund the police nonsense. They're playing word games with it, however, because that's what they do. Look at this Washington Examiner article. They love word games, the left. Fed up black business owners wrestle with defund the police. This is an interesting article. Again, up in the show notes, I'd like you to read it. Listen, you have every right to be concerned about police conduct. Everyone. I was a police officer. I'm not suggesting police reforms Police accountability or getting rid of bad cops shouldn't be a priority. It should. Again, we have the greatest responsibility in the world as police officers. You can take a life or you can take someone's freedom. Even the president of the United States doesn't have that power. If you're not willing to handle that responsibility, then this isn't the job for you. 
Inside that article, there's some interesting uh, quotes in here. They, they're trying to balance this whole defund the police movement. And some people are playing word games with it. Yet different people mean different things by the phrase, quote from the Washington Examiner. Black Lives Matter co-founder Alicia Garza told NBC News' Meet the Press on Sunday that her organization uses the term to mean a reallocation of police funds to other priorities rather than abolishment of police departments. Really? That's fascinating because um, I have another article from Legal Insurrection. It'll be in the show notes. It's not here in the show today, but in the interest of time. But one of the other founders of a Black Lives Matter and associated type movement, a Patrice Culler, said, you know, I think we should ultimately abolish law enforcement. Now, that's interesting. You see the word games being played here? Now, in case you are, you, you know, some liberals here are confused and because they've sensed that this may not be a political winner, but trust me when I tell you, they absolutely mean defund the police, meaning no police in your neighborhoods. Another interesting angle on this is a lot of truck drivers have now said they're not going to deliver uh, their supplies to neighborhoods that defund the police. Good for you. You're taking your life in your hand. I don't blame you one bit. You're a truck driver. You're not a SWAT officer. Good for you. I wouldn't deliver there either. But they're playing word games now because Democrats who are snide little snakes, have now figured out that defund the police is not really a winner in most of America. So what are they doing? They're trying to, re no, we don't really mean defund the police. As Alicia Garza said, oh, that's interesting because here's a op-ed in the New York Times. Joe, tell me if I'm reading this wrong. You'll see it as I see it on the mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, am I reading this wrong, Joe? Uh, New York Times by, Mar was that Marianne Kabah? Mm -hmm. Headline, yes, we mean literally abolish the police. Because reform won't happen. Let me take a consent. Joe, did you read what I just yeah. read? Okay, you yeah, did. Thank I did. you, Paula. Yeah. You seeing the same thing? You, you do. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Everything's backwards. I'm going to try. Yes, we mean literally abolish the police in New York Times. So um, three out of three ain't bad, unlike meatloaf. Two out of three. This is three out of three. Yes, the New York Times. Yes, we mean abolish the police. Stop the word games. Stop the word games. Again. Are they playing word games? Are these deceptive snakes? Of course they are. The question isn't, are they deceptive snakes, the Democrats? The question isn't, are they going to defund the police? The question is, what are you going to do about it? You writing your local representatives? You writing your city council members, your town commissioners? You emailing them? You calling them? Where do you stand on defund the police? Get them on the record. Get them on email. Here's my suggestion to you. Some of you have done this and send me your emails and I'm very grateful. Email your local officials, your state representatives, your state delegates, your county commissioners, your town commissioners, your city council members, whoever, email them, get them on the record and demand a yes or no answer if they support defunding the police. Get them on the record now. And when they respond, some of them with their shady BS answers like this Miss Garza did, well, we're not really talking about that. No, no, the New York Times is pretty clear. Yes, we're in their op-ed piece. The, the woman who wrote it, yes, we're clearly talking about abolish the police. Put that on Facebook, Parler, Twitter. Take a snapshot and let the whole world see it. That that representative or city council person didn't have the guts to stand up when the right decision was staring them in the face. Folks, there are rarely decisions in politics that are black or white. Rarely. Even issues we think are black and white. You know, you say gun possession. I'm an avid supporter of constitutional carry in the Second Amendment. They say it's black and white. No, it's not. What if you get an escaped felon who's a serial murderer? 
There's always, always on the edge, on the margin, there's always some issue you can pull out that makes everything a slightly gray area. Again, I'm an avid supporter of constitutional carry, but I think everybody agrees serial murderers shouldn't be able to walk out of prison and buy a firearm. Right. But even that, those issues, they're not black and white. Like I said, there's always at the margin something. This is not one of those issues. This is not one of those issues. Defund the police is clear insanity. Insanity. Someone you know will be hurt or killed if this happens. Sadly, wait till you see this video. This isn't the video, of the, but stay tuned to the end of the show because this is video of the year so far. There isn't a, it'll be on a lighter note at the end, but showing you how insane the other side is on this. These are the people who are being taken seriously. This is a video of a person on a some kind of police accountability council. It's taken in the, it's a United Kingdom interview, happened over in the UK. This is an individual on one of these councils about police accountability. She's asked a question by a UK interviewer about how she feels about the pulling down of the statues of Winston Churchill. I, I listen to the conservatives watching. I'm very sorry. I have to, ex I have to explain. It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm not being condescending. I know you know who Winston Churchill is to the liberals, you know, world war two, Churchill, the blitz. You remember that? It, it, it. Yeah. This I'm not laughing. I'm not, Listen to this. This is the UK. They're interviewing, and they and they ask the woman about how she feels about the statues of Churchill being pulled down. L listen, l listen to this answer. Should the statue of Churchill be there or not? Do you think? Well, I've heard uh, many arguments on both sides. Some say that he's a racist. Some say that he's a hero. I haven't personally met him, but what I would say is that that question of whether he should remain should be put to the community. Joe, she, 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 has, yeah. she hasn't met him. Well, Did she you met may him, never Joe? get her chance. <laughs> no. That's hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. You haven't met Churchill? No. When were you I born? I wanted to. Uh, 56. Where, when were you born? 56. 1956. You, you could have met Churchill. I mean, you, well, oh, have you ever met Churchill? It's shame. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Churchill died in 1965. I'm not, these are the, Man. this is, we're supposed to take these people seriously. Uh, I'm not, I can't, hold on a second. My gut show in there, I don't care. <laughs> I was just like wiping my eyes with the shirt because I, these, we're supposed to take these people seriously. Asked to comment on the ripping down of statues of Churchill. She's wondering if people have met Churchill. Okay. Now you may say, oh, all right. Well, that's just one example. Uh, no, not really. This video is a little longer, about a minute and 40 seconds. This is Ilhan Omar. You know, Ilhan Omar, the uh, intellectual paragon of the left up there with AOC. You know, two geniuses. Who's asked a fair question by Jake Tapper of CNN? Hey, um, you know, you support this whole defund the police thing. You've been outspoken about it. Well, what's your suggestion about how we investigate like crimes and stuff like that? I want you to pay very close attention to her answer because it's the same thing that Miss Garza did in the defund the police question, which is never to answer the question, which is to deflect and talk about how bad they think policing is now. 
So you think policing's bad now because she says, you know, homicides aren't solved and rape kits are turned So you want to abolish it so there's no rape kits and homicides are never investigated. Just to be clear, listen to her answer to show you how full of it the far left is. They have no solution for this. Check this out. You've talked about the dismantling, the need to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. What takes its place uh, in if you could just decree what takes its place? Who investigates crimes? Who arrests criminals? What what? What happens? Yeah, so Minneapolis unanimously just voted on a resolution that will engage uh, the community uh, on a one-year process of what happens as we go through the process of dismantling the department and starting anew. A new way forward can't be uh, put in place if we have a department that is having a crisis of credibility, if we have a department that's led by a chief who's suited for racism, if we have a department that hasn't um, solved homicide, half of the homicides in Minneapolis Police Department go unsolved. There have been cases where they've destroyed rape kits. Uh, and so you can't really reform um, a department that that is rotten to, to the root. What you can do is rebuild. Uh, and so this is our opportunity, you know, as a city to come together, have the conversation of what public safety looks like, who enforces the most dangerous crimes that take place in our community. And just like San Francisco did, um, right now they're, they're going, they're moving towards a process where there is a separation of the kind of, uh, crimes that, um, solicit the help of, you know, officers and, and the kind of crimes, uh, that we should have someone else respond to. What? Now, when I was in graduate school studying neuropsychology and behavioral learning, gosh, that sounded so pretentious. Look at me. I was in graduate. I didn't mean it that way. I promise. I swear to you. You know, I hate when people do that. But when I was in graduate school, we, used to have, we had a word for this. It was called a word salad. You know, word salad. People just throw a bunch mm -hmm. of words in there. None of it actually makes any sense. So just to be clear, Ilhan Omar with zero experience in law enforcement. She knows a lot about marriage issues. If you need consulting on marriage, that's the person you want to go to. Hmm. She knows a lot about that. What? The <laughs> I thought Paula goes, we definitely don't want counseling. On <laughs> Very funny. You rarely <laughs> chime in like that ever. I mean, she's your, she's your, your woman on that. So Joe, she's just saying, we have to learn to figure out the difference between crimes that require a police officer and crimes that don't. Um, which crimes don't? I can, but, uh, that was, listen, if I were Jake Tapper, that's the right job. Wouldn't that be a fair question? So uh, just to be yeah. clear, um, huh? Representative Omar, we're just checking which crimes exactly don't get a police response. Pettit larcenies, car burglaries, what? So is a guy breaking into your car? You call, you call who? The social worker? Who, who do you, who do you, who do you call? Your state delegate, the town commissioner. Who do who do you call? Who I, I, I'm I'm local faith leaders. The woman who doesn't know Churchill died in 1965. Who do you call? What which crimes exactly? Is there like an assault continuum? Like someone now can slap you, but if they close their fist, we call the cops. But if they just slap you, it's it's okay. Backhand's no good. Front hand, okay. If they kick you in the thing down there, that's okay because you'll recover. But if they kick you in the stomach and break her up, then you get a... Do you understand how dumb this is? You may be like, okay, 
You were, did, we're clearly bringing some effort of, of, to use sarcasm in this because I don't know any other way to handle this at this point. This is so dumb. This is so uninformed, this conversation, that even sensible questions like, no, I'm dead serious, is an assault three? The way it works in New York is assault three is the lesser assault. Assault one is the, is the serious, very serious one. Are assault threes okay? What about if it's man on woman? What if it's woman on man? Can a woman assault a man, but a man can't assault a woman? I mean, are we rewriting the criminal code too? Who takes out the handcuffs if the woman wants the man arrested? Who, who arrests them? Oh, we're not being arrested now. So domestic violence is what, a carve out? Have you thought any of this through? Of course she hasn't. She's Ilhan Omar. Again, you want advice on marriage, she's probably the one to go to. You want advice on law enforcement, stay far away. <sighs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable where we are right now. Dealing with intellectual lightweights who are some of the most powerful people in this country. The squad. The squad going to respond? They're going to bring the Justice League with them? The Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins, activate. All right, let me get to my last sponsor because I, I, I got a loaded show today, including more of my... I have a big announcement I tease this weekend. I'm going to make an announcement about an announcement tomorrow because it's important. There's a lot going on in my fight against tech tyranny. You know, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I am not a talker at all. I talk now on this show, but I do things. So don't miss that. And we can't miss the video today. Paula, we may have to go a little bit out of order. Is that okay with you? Sorry. I hate to mess with your schedule there. She's very regimented. When I give her the numbers, this is next. She likes to stick to the book. All right, today's show, if you're watching what happened with uh, T-Mobile, which decided it would be, um, thought it was a good idea to boycott certain shows on Fox, which um, you just do what you want to do with that. T-Mobile apparently doesn't like Tucker Carlson. God forbid people speak the truth. Um, this is the time to take into account places like Patriot Mobile. Why? Because Democrats and their media allies are making it harder for Americans to get out of this economic nightmare. Patriot Mobile has tried to help by lowering their prices even further. Right now, their U.S.-based team is standing by to design your customized family plan starting at just $25. Now is the best time to transfer. Get away from these big mobile companies that do not share your values. They share other values. They send their money to Planned Parenthood and other leftist causes. But God forbid you speak the truth on a cable news channel they don't like. These big mobile companies will boycott you and their customers left and right. You're not going to have that problem with Patriot Mobile. You'll get the same reliable nationwide service, and you'll support a company that actually shares our values, supports our constitution, puts you before profit. Switching is easy. Keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or buy a new one. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, get free activation and a free gift with the offer code DAN. Here's how you do it. Call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Or visit patriotmobile.com slash DAN. Get your customized family plan today, starting at just $25. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Go today. Check it out. Get away from these big mobile companies. They're a disaster. Patriotmobile.com slash Dan. Okay. What should I get to next? I know I had a, I know I had the Wall Street Journal story, Paula, but let's do um let's do parlor first because this is important. Folks, I, I'm um I'm a doer, always have been. I found something wrong with politics, ran for office. Didn't work out, found a hole in Digital podcasting, weren't a lot of conservatives back then. I think it was just me and Shapiro and, and Steve Crowder. And I uh, started this show with Joe and Paula, for, you know, five plus years ago. I don't even know, six, seven years. Who knows how long it's been now? 
I found the Drudge Report was turning far left and trying to indoctrinate Americans, a formerly stalwart conservative outlet. Uh, no longer. They become liberal. They're part of the mainstream media now, Drudge. So we start a Bongino Report. I like to do things. Well, I've got another big announcement coming tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. I'm not unnecessarily teasing it, but I want to be sure we get everything right. So I got another big announcement coming tomorrow. But having said that, there are people joining us in this fight, including our friends at Parler. Ladies and gentlemen, Parler, they are your alternative in this social media dreaded ecosystem of liberals that wants to basically destroy your ability to speak freely online. Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R, has declared a declaration of internet independence, basically going to war with these social media companies that are trying to silence you in America. They're not going to have it. Parler put out a press release today committed to fighting the tech tyrants. Do something, folks. The do matters. Parler. Now, I'll have an announcement about a relationship I have with Parler tomorrow. Uh, it's important. Uh, I encourage you to listen. I'll put a disclosure today. There is a, there's a financial relationship there, but tomorrow I want to tell you about it because I'm a doer and I believe in this fight passionately. And I believe if we don't take back our social media freedoms, we're going to be totally silenced. We won't be able to get our voices out there. They're just waiting for a Democrat president. Stay tuned tomorrow for a really big announcement. All right. All right, what else we got here? Oh, all right. Let's let's get, can we get to video? Then we maybe go out a little lower, but let's get to, because I don't want to miss this guy. So this weekend on a lighter note, I peruse the parlor ecosystem and Twitter and Facebook <laughs> and the internet for information. The weekend, I never take a day off. I worked seven days this week. Uh, I was on the judges show, Fox and Friends on Sunday, and I was putting together content for the Monday show a weekend. And I happened to on Saturday morning, and I'll proudly say, not trying to be first here, but I think I was one of the first guys to catch on to this. I saw this TikTok video on Twitter of this young man. What, what's his Twitter handle or his TikTok handle? Some dude, 1867 or something like that. He's on Twitter now too. I tweeted out to him yesterday for permission to use his video, which he kindly granted. And uh, this is ramen noodles guy. So Chris <laughs> Cuomo did a segment on CNN recently. And, and Cuomo was wondering openly because Cuomo's not that bright. He uh, says he went to law school. I don't know if he actually uh, was awake for it. But Cuomo wanted to know where it said that protests had to be peaceful. It's a lawyer, Joe, Chris Cuomo, lawyer. So um, ramen noodle guy, who's absolutely hilarious. You folks, please, if you're listening on our show, please go home and watch this video too. YouTube.com slash Bongino. <laughs> Beat ahead, it's going to be around, what, the 50-minute mark or so, something like that, the 48-minute mark or so. Go, watch the, the video. His expressions are even more hilarious. You got to listen. But first it's Cuomo and then ramen noodle. He's eating, in case you hear what the crunching is, he's eating dry ramen noodles with ketchup. Dry. The packet of ramen noodles. As he figures out, which lawyer Chris Cuomo couldn't, Joe, he did a lot of homework on this. Where it says you have to be peaceful when you assemble. This is video of the year so far. I love this guy, ramen noodles guy. Check this out. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And please. There's the, the First Amendment. You just got to look it up, Mr. Como. <laughs> yeah, I've, I know. Is there any way we could cue that up and play it again with it? Can you play that again? I'm sorry. You need to hear. <laughs> and please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. And please. The, 
the First Amendment. You just gotta look it up, Mr. Como. <laughs> Brother, the verdict is in. Unless there is some explosively funny video that comes out for the this guy. What is it? What's today's date? Monday, June fifteenth. It is Monday, June. This, I, I don't know if we're going to be able to supersede this guy for video of the year. Mark the date, Jeez. Joe. Mark the date to be because <laughs> I, I I wanted to do video of the week, video of the month. This guy, I love this kid. I never met this guy. I don't know who he is. I have not background checked him at all. I don't know who he is. I don't even know his name. I just know I had it. I spent hours, I'm not kidding, on Twitter trying to track this guy down. I think he's some dude. That's his thing, like some dude, and, and, and it's got a number after it. But he's on TikTok. Paula just credited it in a video. This guy is hilarious. You now get video with you. If this is not the capstone project to a show, Pointing out how silly and stupid the media are. A guy eating dry ramen noodles who just Googled the First Amendment where you have the right to peaceable assembly. Pointing out to lawyer Chris Cuomo what he missed. I don't know. You're incapable of laughter if you don't think that's hilarious. By the way, the video has gone since, uh, to call it viral would be an understatement. When I first looked at it, I had 100,000 views. So I definitely wasn't the first to find it. I wasn't the first to find it. Now the thing has gone absolutely bat guano crazy. Please watch the video on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongito. It is hilarious. And go if you're on TikTok. I'm not I, for various security reasons, but uh, go check that guy out. I'm sure he's got some other content on there too. That's uh, <laughs> first of All right, we got a few minutes. Can I, I'm going to have to ask you, can I go back to the Wall Street Journal article? Is that okay? All right. On a serious note, getting back to some serious content because it is Monday and I got a lot to get out, even to skip a few stories here. But are you impressed? We made it through a lot of the content. That was good, right? Yeah, not bad. Wall Street Journal has a very serious story about how devastating these lockdowns have been. Now, again, we have people out there like Black Lives Matter and other groups claiming to believe in supporting black lives, which, ladies and gentlemen, that's a good thing. Supporting every life, black lives, Asian lives, white lives, female lives, teenage lives, every single life matters. But I have no problem if you're sincere about it. If you think there's a problem in the black community and you want to fix it, I'm honestly, I mean, go ahead. That's great. I thought that too. It's why I ran for office, supporting school choice. Lockdowns hit minority businesses, Wall Street Journal. A study says 41%, not four, not 4.1, not one four, not 1.4. A study says 41% of black business owners disappeared in April, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Oh is uh, correct. That is a correct scientific analysis by producer Joe. Oh, he's right. This gets why I, th I thought Black Lives Matter. Why are you speaking out against these lockdowns then? They don't really matter, that group. They don't talk out about school choice, economic opportunity in black neighbors. You don't hear any of that. It's all mm. talking points about how the cops are awful. From the Wall Street Journal piece, this lockdown was a disaster. Look at this chart here. Quote, this study on the lockdowns provides the first estimates of early stage effects of the COVID-19 lockdowns on small business owners, writes Robert Fairley, an economist at the University of California, Santa Cruz. He finds the number of working business owners, listen to this, this is overall, folks, plummeted from 15 million in February to 11.7 million. That is a drop of 3.3 million or 22%. 
of small businesses basically liquidated. Now, you may say a 22% drop in small businesses, that sounds serious. Oh, oh boy. Put it in perspective to see how serious this is. The economic catastrophe wrought by these outrageously stupid lockdowns. Let's go to screenshot number two from the journal. Put it in perspective. 22% drop in small businesses. The shock is unprecedented. Quote, no other one, two, or even 12-month window of time has ever shown such a large change in business activity. For comparison, from the start to the end of the Great Recession, the number of business owners decreased by 730,000, representing only a 5% reduction. Judging by the number of active small businesses, the COVID lockdown was the equivalent in only weeks of four Great Recessions. You believe that? The Great Recession, the most damaging economic catastrophe in my lifetime, up until now, there was only a 5% reduction in small businesses. In just a matter of weeks, if not months, we've wiped out 22% of them. Tell me again what a great idea this was. Now, Black Lives Matter, right? To groups like Black Lives Matter, you're going to talk out about these, speak out about these lockdowns? Because you may say to yourself, gosh, if 22% of small businesses were liquidated, then what effect did that have on the minority community, especially black Americans? Well, let's look at that because numbers are supposed to matter, right? You supposedly believe in science and stuff like that. No group was immune to negative impacts of social distancing policy mandates and demand shifts, the author said of the study. But the damage wasn't spread evenly, folks. About 441,000 black business owners, or 41%, disappeared from the data. For Latino businesses, the figure was 32%. For immigrants, 36%. And for women, 25%. Social justice, you believe in that kind of stuff? What about the economic justice? For the black community, the immigrant community, the females and the Latino community wiped out by piss poor government policies in these areas that are bankrupting these people who are going to take generations to recover. What about that? You fight for something that really matters for once. All right, folks, I'm going to wrap it up on that today. Um, I just want to add again one final note I said on Friday. Make no mistake, this fight's coming to your door. I'm deeply apologetic to have to tell you that. I'm not trying to scare you. But this fight is coming to your community and your door. There are friends of mine who live in upper middle class neighborhoods I've known my whole life, especially those up in New York. Their neighbors are yelling at them. Their kids are going out there with signs completely antithetical to their values, supporting groups that scream things like, what do we want, dead cops? This fight's coming to your door. It's only a matter of time. It's a shame, but it's true. Get ready. All right, I appreciate you all tuning in. Please check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. Sign up for our email list, also bongino.com slash newsletter. Don't miss tomorrow's show again. I have a big announcement about uh, a partnership I am now taking on, which I think is going to change the game. I'm absolutely sure of it. Take care. See you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.